Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Ennevar. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security, and serenity as you strive for your success. Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennevar. I am Clive Ennever, business strategist, and we're having a conversation with Richard Maloney about stress-free, how to thrive under pressure in unprecedented times. Richard is the founder and CEO of Quality Mind Global, an international mindfulness business which operates in more than 30 countries. He is also the founder of Engage and Grow Global, which is now the number one employee engagement licensing company in the world. Richard has a unique and tangible system designed to minimise or eliminate stress from business leaders and to unlock their true potential both at work and in life. Hello, Richard Maloney, and welcome. Clive, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure, because stress-free, thriving under pressure especially in unprecedented times, there's something that's been part of my world forever. But <laughs> we now I want to find out how we deal with this and, and actually live stress-free. Sounds good. I'm happy to be, uh, to be part of that. <laughs> so <laughs> what would you like to know first? That's absolutely fantastic. First, we want to know who Richard Maloney is. Not mm-hmm. everything I said about you, but... Where have we found you geographically and, and why do you live there? Sure. Well, I uh, reside in the Bayside suburb of uh, McKinnon in, in Melbourne. <clears throat> uh, I have a, a young family, three beautiful budding young daughters um, and a, uh, a wife, Kristen. And so uh, I have an office just around the corner, so everything's very local. Uh, 45 years old and have grown up in this area all my life. And uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, I live a pretty happy life. Quite stress-free, actually, Clive. <laughs> That's good. We, we'd be a little worried if you weren't stress-free, <laughs> Richard, because <laughs> we want you to tell us how to live stress-free, and if you're stressed, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, we can do that. Well, um, I can start where it began, if you don't want to go there all the way down to that track. Absolutely we do, Richard, yes. Where did it all begin? So uh, when I was a young man growing up, I was quite a wild child, you could say, and uh, was at a grammar school and didn't really get, uh, well, you didn't really find it to be the place I wanted to be because I was very creative, uh, I was disruptive and um, wasn't quite academic in the senses of my father who was an accountant. Um, And so... uh, after leaving that school and uh, moving on to another school and then getting asked to leave that school and it was quite a, a uh, robust upbringing, I um, was in all sorts of trouble and because uh, I really didn't know why I was here and I didn't know what my passion was, but I knew that I uh, had um, a part of me that always cared about the minds of people. I'd sit there at dinner tables and try and read their mind and I was that young kid that was always getting ready for the next sentence to be said and uh, quite enamoured in um, thought leaders. And so at the age of 20, I was drafted to St Kilda in the AFL 
I was always going to be recruited to some degree. And uh, then I collapsed. I couldn't handle it. I got to high levels of pressure. And um, I went to a position of being removed from St Kilda very quickly. At the same time, my parents separated, uh, which was uh, unforeseen. And uh, then I got to the stage a year later that went on a very mystical tour, you could say, or journey in life. And when it asked those big questions that you would normally ask yourself at a midlife crisis, and I fell in love with the why are we here and the, the meaning of life and, and the deep spiritual uh, adventure became apparent. And so I was like walking contradiction because there I was meditating with people on a, on a nightly basis, but then I was on the football field uh, throwing punches and getting into a few fracas and... But I fell in love with the uh, the idea of the mind at the age of 20. So I'm now 45, as I said, and uh, I have a unique ability to see systems in people and habits and um, bad habits, and I can systemize them out of people through 20 years of research. Uh, and here I am today with uh, two companies that quite simply is running a system for people to use and becoming stress-free. That sounds an excellent and uh, interesting and even exciting journey. 25 years studying the mind, that's almost a mind field, isn't it? Yes, it was, uh, it was quite extraordinary. I mean, it covered all aspects of quantum physics, you know, vibrational energies to, you know, all the religions to neuro, neuroscience to positive psychology to NLP to um, heart math. It was just an, an open... Uh, chest of information becoming, it was just throwing, and I fell in love with learning. That was the key, Club. I fell in love with learning for the first time. And so here I am on this journey thinking, I am just loving this area. So then I knew why I was here to some degree because I really wanted to help myself. And now I help athletes and executives and mums and dads don't do what I did, you could say. And we'll get to why are we here shortly. <laughs> but first, <laughs> What allowed you to make such a change? That sounds like a tremendous contradiction between the lad who was at school and getting into trouble and, and being invited to move to another place, uh, and perhaps more than once, um, to suddenly being totally enamoured of learning. What happened? What changed? I had to go and find myself. After my parents separated, I, I looked after mother for six months and uh, my sister came back from America as an exchange student in San Francisco, and I took off to play football in Queensland for Southport, and I really needed to go and find myself, and I was lucky enough to meet some mentors uh, and, uh, and people that helped me along the way. Synchronicity played a really big part in it. I just kept going from one good learning to the next good learning. Some learnings were rubbish too, but majority where I went, I then understood I was just energised by by the more this inf level of information and when you really love something Clive like it's for a kid that really didn't know what the hell I was here to do other than play sport I I just went um, 100 miles an hour and so then I just as I absorbed more I then I've worked at I've worked at six AFL teams five Australian Football League teams now and so the course and worked as a corporate uh, executive coach all around Australia for companies you know I've had so many different jobs in in this space um, it just was always opening up for me. You could say, you could say I was in flow with life because I was loving life. I was in flow with life. So I wasn't chasing life anymore. It was being thrown at me and uh, it was, with a big smile on my face. So here I was, you know, absorbing 
uh, and vacuuming up everything that was uh, on the table for me dis- for the discovery of why I teach what I teach today. You mentioned some of the learnings that you uh, took on, or at least were party to, were, well, I think you said rubbish. Uh, but learning those sort of things is important too, if we can recognise that they are rubbish, isn't it? What's that, Terry? Learning or, or being part of the experience of something which yes. isn't necessarily good. Yes. That's a good thing to be part of as long as we can recognise that, isn't it? I totally agree. In fact, I was on a podcast recently and I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, they said to me, what's some of the great leaders that you've learned from? And I have to say that 80% of my sports coaches, 80% of my business managers or leaders have done it the wrong way. And so I've learned not what to do, which is a big enough gift, then learning how to do it. I mean, I don't want to say in a derogatory way that they weren't a great leader, but there were certain aspects of their leadership that showed me how to be a better leader. Um, so, yes, uh, the we live in a dualistic world, right, Clive? So there's always good and bad, but it's how you perceive it and what you do with it afterwards. So it doesn't matter what happens to you, it's about what you do with it afterwards. What do you think it is that would help people in a general sense to learn to recognise that? Because most of us are, are told that, we're supposed to go out there and chase this and chase that and chase something else. And you mentioned something that I think is really, really important, that you were no longer chasing life. Life was being thrown at you. What can somebody do to make that change? Well, the key component is to ask yourself for starters is why are you here? What's your role? Everyone has a role to play in life. Now, if you want to dig right down to the deepest core of, this is my opinion, the deepest core of why we're here right to the rock bottom, we are all here in some capacity to help one another. No matter what you do uh, in, in, every, in any capacity, at its deep core. Now, a lot of people forget that too, but at its deepest core, we're here to help. So once you peel back the, the situation you're in, now remember, I've got Engage and Grow, Clive, which is in 35-plus countries. We've got 400-plus employee engagement coaches around the world. And we make money out of people in the workplace that don't want to be there. That's a big market, a massive market. And so when we go and talk about where do you want to go and what the question is, what, what do you love? What's your passion? What's really exciting? My number one rule in life is you've always got to go towards your highest excitement. And yet that's, that's the way that your true north or your, your compass is pushing you because that's exciting. And so if you, a lot of people go to the workplace and they're not excited anymore, so they get themselves into all sorts of issues and health issues and, um, you know, negative thinking and so forth because they're out of flow. Uh, and so uh, because we live in a world where we are coded to be safe. And so once you crack the code of trying to live in a safe environment, now we know it was safe because we know how to cross the road. We know how to sort of get an understanding when someone's being dishonest. We know rough safety and for the age of about 15 onwards. Yep. As an adult, we're still living in this safe, like for instance, we spoke earlier about the, the, the toilet paper being taken off the shelves these days for COVID because people go into uh, uncertainty because it's coded into us. I've got to be safe. I've got to be safe. Now, I don't know why toilet paper is going to keep you safe, but it's it's the behaviour, right? And so if you recode yourself from being safe to being it's okay to be uncertain, then you can get into flow with life with where you need to be to a degree, but that takes a little bit of 
um, encouragement and courage, you could say. That sounds like it's leading a little bit to towards uh, something I've learned through the years of what we focus on, we give power to. So if we're focusing on a negative situation, we keep finding negative situations. If we focus on the positive, we find p- positive situations. Is that part of what you're about? Most certainly. Um, and that's what we teach each, we teach as well um, because... You know what you one of the, one of the biggest universal lessons laws is what you put out is what you get back. Now I saw that for starters when I was a young kid coming through, you know, playing football, and I was in a lot of fights. You know, I'm a redhead, Clive. And we we can be quite uh, you know full of aggression, which is <laughs> dead fiery. <laughs> There's a bit of Irishman in it, um, and so I started to see the more I was thinking negative, the more I was attracting negative. And so then I had good mentorship at that age by a, a, a wiser man. He just said, well, let's just do the opposite of everything you're thinking, um, which why we, we now, I've now called thought shopping. Okay, We use it in our mobile phone app to help people reframe their thinking all the time and go the opposite way instead of I don't like that person, I love that person, <laughs> I'm talking. And that's really where we're at. And then all of a sudden you start seeing that your outer world right, starts working for you because whether you like it or not, what you put out is what you get back, which you could say is part of the law of attraction. Some people don't like that because it's a bit out there, but quite simply is that is the rule of life. So essentially what you said there is it all starts in your inner world. It all starts within. That's right. To deliver whatever it is that's without. I call that the law of connection. So the law of connection is that you have an inner and outer world. Now, the inner and outer worlds are separate worlds, and the outer world is everything outside my eyeballs, and the inner world is obviously inside. So they're separate, but they're connected. And so if your inner world is out of control, your outer world is usually out of control. So if you can control and maintain and keep peace in your inner world with harmlessness, then you're going to find that coming into your outer world. And so it's like you then move into different vibrational areas as well where you attract the same type of thinkers, the same type of people. And uh, like attracts like. And so then uh, you get to the stage, Clive, if you can. And I love this quote. This quote's the clincher. Everything is neutral until you give a meaning. If you can live your life by that, then you let go of your outer world. And you don't need to label it with your inner world, okay, which gives you the power back to make better choices and to have more energy. I like that. I I have a favourite saying, what is, is. What is really doesn't matter. What matters is how we react to what is. I like it. That's exactly so, spot on. Um, <laughs> the, the really good thing here is we're talking about all sorts of things uh, which some people might think is a bit airy-fairy and a bit out there, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, vibration, for example. Some people might have issues with vibration. Vibration is, is vibration that you're talking about something we can feel like, for example, mm-hmm. if we hear, uh, see a motor and it's vibrating and we put our hand on it, we can feel it. What about the vibrations you're talking about? Well, all words have vibrations. All thoughts have vibrations because vibration, for instance, we, te- we teach the six stages of mindful alignment. And so if you're saying to yourself, uh, I'm no good, I'm no good, you're going to get a sensation in your body that isn't feeling that great. It's the instant reaction to the thought, okay, the thought. And then if you go the opposite of that, I am powerful, I am whatever it may be, 
you'll, you'll feel lighter, you'll feel different. And so, yes, vibration, words have vibra- vibrations. And in essence, I mean, everything is energy. And I'm not going to go there today, but everything really is energy. You can uh, if you want. <laughs> well, it's a whole other discussion because quite simply, as we look at the atom, the atom quite simply is 99.999% energy and 0.0001% protein, which means it's empty. And so there really is no matter, only energy. And because of the way we're coded, our brains are coded as humans, is that we are seeing through uh, a framework, you could say, to see matter pop up in front of us. So <laughs> taking this a step further, everything is on a vibrational scale. Um, and so our thoughts, the way we operate, the way we think, determine uh, our health. Now, there's levels of vibration from you know bliss, happiness, love, right down to grief, apathy, and so forth. And um, they all resonate on a certain vibrational level, whether you like it or not. And that's modern-day science. Yes, good on science for catching up. <laughs> Is it easy for a person to move to a new level? Having, well, first off, I've asked the wrong question. Let's ask the right question. Can a person fi- easily find a way to recognise where they are? For example, somebody's feeling negative and of course if we feel negative we get more negativity therefore we expect more negativity therefore we feel more negative yes what's going to break the cycle yeah i love it so uh this sort of goes back to what i meant before in terms of the six stages so what happens is is if say for instance uh i'm no good is in the head and you've got to remember we have 70 to ninety thousand thoughts a day now 90 percent of those thoughts are usually from yesterday and most of them are worried about the future or the past. Okay, so there's a lot of discussion going on. And the, the thoughts come in so quickly. Uh, and this is the first stage. A thought comes in so quickly. And it's a negative thought or something that isn't working for you. You're going to find a sensation in the body that's uh, not a great feeling. And that's the second stage, right? So that's the sensation in the body. It's usually in the upper half of the body. Now, if the thought's going in really quickly and the sensation's the reaction to that, because it cannot not. Uh, and then what happens is if that stays there, the next stage, stage three, is the mood. You're going to go into a mood, okay, because you're stuck in that framework of I'm no good, feeling no good now, actually acting it out. The fourth stage is you can go into anxiety, okay, chewing the fingernails and you really believe it now. It's become a belief, like it really is happening and it can that can take a couple of minutes or hours. The next stage can be panic attacks and the next stage six can be possibly depression. So the key here is to go... In the first stage is, is that the right thought? It just shows you how powerful our thoughts are because our thoughts are, are real forces. And our life are, is dictated by the way we think and secondly, the way we feel. But usually nine times out of ten, it's because of the way we think because the, the thought has come in and the body has picked up on the sensation. Now, the body can pick it up too with the smell of aroma or whatever. It brings back an old memory. Then a thought can come in. But most importantly, the body will pick up on the thought that goes in. So if you really are in a bad place, you've just got to look at the opposite because it's an absolute, it's a delusional thought. Anyway, it may be true, but how many worries, how many concerns have we had over the years that didn't come true, right? If you think about this time last year, Clive, all the worries you had back then, okay, there was lots of worries, lots of fear, lots of concern, but did they come true? Nine times out of 10, they didn't. But we are programmed for safety. We're programmed on fear. 
And so once you reprogram yourself by first understanding the thought goes in, the sensation comes second, and you cut the thought off straight away. Because the thought goes in so quick, you can't pick it up sometimes, but you can always pick the sensation. And so this is where we start recoding ourselves. Because all your learnings, majority of your learnings are from the age of zero to seven. So your subconscious is really running your show. And your subconscious was created from the age of zero to seven years old. That's when it was completely filled up of all the learnings and so you vacuumed in your environment, your leadership, your discussions, your mother and father's attitudes and belief systems, and you've built them at the age of seven as your program so then you can then get into society as a valued member because you're like them. And so a lot of these uh, belief systems and these negative thoughts and so forth are really just subconscious behaviours coming through. So we're about reprogramming people. And that's what we do with, we call it a personal activation system about completely reprogramming itself. First knowing the thought comes in and the sensation comes second and stopping it from then and going back out and picking a great thought and getting yourself back on the fast track to a great life. So the real clincher, Richard, is to recognise the thoughts that we're having and subsequent actions we're taking. If we can recognise those things then we can examine them clearly rather than simply accepting, going, well, this is my lot, we're off. It's not about my lot, it's about what I want for a lot. Yes, it is. And just to add to that, Clive, it's about the ability then to step into the coach's box and see your life from the coach's box and go, okay, I've just got that thought and that thought says I'm no good or that thought says I'm worried about that person returning emails and that thought says she treated me badly, whatever it may be, okay, which is bringing on the sensation of negativity, okay, which is bringing my energy levels down. So stepping out into the coach's box very temporarily and saying, is that really where I want to be? Is that true? If it is true, does it matter? All right? And so then you get the third person's perspective, which brings in logical common sense if you're prepared to step outside yourself very briefly. And, uh, and then reassess the way forward. But most people get stuck in, we call it the child mind. And the child mind is a drama queen and it's full of uh, emotion uh, and it loves the, um, the drama of life. So then we, the other part of it is your mastermind, you could say. You sort of just labelled it like a mastermind because you really do have the intelligence of a master deep within you uh, and it's about accessing that. But first you need to step outside yourself first to see where that decision's coming from And is it really legitimate or is it delusional? So to find that mastermind, if we're in a a negative state of mind, is hidden away from us, is there a particular clue that we should look for in order to find that? Like, uh, what do we really want our life to be? Well, the clue is to really get, and again, this is science again, and that's why I love the guys in California called HeartMath Institute and Technology, is they now know that, the science is saying that all you need to do is move from your head down to your heart space, okay, and just go and sit there. Like we've got three-minute meditations on the app, which just gets people to sit in the heart space. And all of a sudden, you start relaxing. Your stress goes down. Your uh, cortisol drops, which is the stress hormone, okay, and all of a sudden, you start getting into a place of empathy and appreciation, and you move away from fear and worry and concerns into living in the now, now, living in it now really is mastery. It's very difficult to do sometimes from every day because we're taught to chase, we're taught to, fight, to, to strive and to achieve. Um, but, yes, that's the first stage is just moving out of your head into your heart space. 
um, and then you start to see everything in perspective, you could say. And being present, of course, is a great way to do that, to see, pers- see perspective in the present, not what might have happened yesterday or might happen tomorrow. Well, yeah, I mean, the now is such a critical and amazing thing. Like, let's be honest, like, all we have is the now and memories of the past. And that just, that, that's, that minute's just gone now, Clive. That, that's already gone, but we're still now. Yet we still get so focused on, but we're still always in the now. And we never appreciate the now. That's why I love the word the present really is the, it's a present. It's a gift. All right. And so the more you can train yourself to live in the now, it takes your, your life to a whole new level. Now, I, I mean, there's certain nights I wake up because I've got businesses all around the world and, and sometimes I've got kids screaming and I'll sit there and at nighttime, your mind goes into different places, okay? And I just practice living in the now, living in the now, lying in bed. This is the best time to do it, in my opinion, because you've got no distractions other than yourself. And then the more you stay living in the now, the quicker you fall asleep. Because you think about it, you're lying in bed, you're worried about the future, you're assessing the past, and you, and especially now with COVID and all these restrictions that are around us. And so that shows you the power of the pleasant place it really is to centre yourself um, for your own healing as well, living in the now. And you look, you mentioned there, Richard, very important because we do have some, well, something we can actually put a name on at the moment, which is causing disruption to what is normal for us. Some people decided that they needed to go and buy toilet paper, (laughs) which, as we've already said, was very interesting. Are things like that a great opportunity for us to find these special places rather than to just keep on with what was a habit? Well, think about what this pandemic has done. Think about the bigger picture. We, We have been, and this is a funny way of looking at it, we've been naughty and we've all been sent home. Clive. We've all been sent home because we have somewhat destroyed the planet. We have leaders in leadership positions that are making it even worse for us. And now we've all been sent home to reassess our lives. We've been sent home to go, okay, you don't have that job anymore, John, Mary and Jill. What are you going to do? You've got the opportunity to reassess what you want to do. You've got the opportunity also, most importantly, to get to know yourself on another level. Because you're forced indoors, you don't have you don't have uh, things distracting you as much, and so that's why a lot of people are cracking to some degree because they've never really sat and got to know themselves on a deeper level because we have the ability to be distracted, and so there's a lot of gifts in this because life's is very short journey, um, and uh, I think it's like um, an opportune time to either redirect um, or redesign or enhance or build upon what you've already got with a sense of appreciation for what we had. And given that this, something like the COVID-19 comes along only once a century, what other time should we take to sit ourselves down and have a good chat to ourselves about why are we here? Well, it depends on the person. I mean... Some people just aren't here to do that, in my opinion. Some people are just here to do their thing. But most important, I mean, for me and my and the people we're working with over, you know, five, six hundred people around the world today. And if you want to have more energy, if you want to have 
more clarity and more happiness and a better health and more money. It's about really working the system. And the system is before you put your feet on the ground in the morning, make sure you're in a really good spot. It's up to you. It's all your choice, which is a universal law. You know, it's like it's your choice. And don't put your feet on the ground to get in the shower until you've got yourself right. If you have to put your feet on the ground, then get in the shower and put something on to get you in a good place. It's your responsibility. And so that is the number one key component to using any opportune time to be a better person, to be a better you, because most people don't realise that they've designed their life up until now, and if they're not happy with their life, it's because of the way you think and the way, you, uh, the way you're focused in life. And so a lot of people come to us because they want to go from good to great, uh, and we just let them follow the system. Everything can be systemized. I love it. <laughs> you can't tell you're talking to the converted. <laughs> You've uh, written stress-free and injury-free books, a Mm. a whole series of them, in fact. What brought that about, Richard? So I have, as I said, worked at many elite clubs and I started to see athletes, elite athletes, and I call it a murmur in their engine, have a rattle in their mind. And sure enough, my predictions became true where a lot of the times they had full of fear, full of worry. They've lost the excitement. There's certain elements of, uh, of, of to, to perform well they were missing. And sure enough, they would get injured a lot of the times. And when they got injured, they would lose traction, lose confidence and self-worth and find it very difficult to get back on the track consistently until the next pressure, next load of, load of pressure came on. So I then built a system to help athletes remove their injuries by working, by removing all their fears, building more self-worth, getting them to really um, recondition themselves like a Ferrari engine would. If if, if they see themselves as a Ferrari engine where the red light goes on a Ferrari engine, you garage it and you work on the 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 engine of it and then put it back out to win. So that's when Injury Free was born and uh, worked with a whole stack of athletes around the world with that. And then stress-free came because the executives, mums and dads, wanted the same system, but obviously aligned for their needs, not an elite athlete. Now, this is coming out in, um, in August, stress-free, how to thrive under pressure in unprecedented times. And again, it's just a system to allow people to, um, to remove all those uh, bits and pieces we did with an athlete so they can become not high performers, but just happy performers. I like that, happy performance. That, that's good. I'm talking to a, a lad who got into trouble at school and, and didn't do well. Went uh, along with his passion of playing football, but found out that in order to play football properly, one has to undertake uh, or take on a level of pressure. And you found yourself lacking, if you will. Mm-hmm. But then you went and looked at life and said, why the hell am I here? What's it all about? And you started to find answers. You've written books. You've got a business operating in over 30 countries. What gets you waking up in the morning and making sure that you're okay before your feet hit the ground? I think once you get into this space of um, um, getting the best out of yourself. Now, I'm not perfect, by the way. I still have the beers with the boys and, you know, like a rowdy weekend, but I still make sure that majority of my thinking is, is fine-tuned to make sure that I'm feeling and performing great. So um, I have a, uh, a 
every morning. It's just the way I operate now. I've created a new habit. And this is the thing. I've created new habits that now become instinctive. And so my role quite simply is to shine a bright light into all corners of the world to help people find their own light. And so the light I shine is temporary so they can then reignite their own light flame and then take it forward for others. That's why I have two companies in all around the world and I literally just travel the plane four months of the year talking on stage. So that is my why and that really is the, the, the direction I'm heading and I just do it with complete and utter joy because I know that's why I'm here. I'm in alignment and life flows to me. Uh, and that's a really, really big thing because I was chasing life for so long until I got to where I wanted to be. And it's ever been, it's never been smooth sailing. Don't get me wrong. I've had stressful times, but I don't let stress get momentum. I use stress as a guiding hand to where I need to be, as a dict, as a messenger, you could say, to push me in the right direction. Excellent. And as we run up to where the clock tells me we shouldn't be, <laughs> what's the best tip, Richard, you have received from a business conversation? Look, I referred back to a time when I was 24 or 5. I was on the circuit looking for inspiration, as I mentioned. And uh, I think the best business advice I've been given was to build an online business uh, in a way that's leverageable and scalable because in 10 to 15 year years' time, everything's going to be double the price uh, and everything's going to be online. And so back then, online wasn't even a discussion. It was mere a uh, possibility. And so from that day onwards, all I was doing was building systems, putting them online, and then making them scalable and leverageable for other people to use. And if you look back, at that was probably a profound, I think it was John D. Martini, in fact, who mentioned that. He's a renowned global speaker uh, that put me on that course. And ever since I've met people along the way, that's been quite helpful in bringing that to life. And what is the top piece of advice you would like to leave listeners with today? So everything is neutral until you give it meaning. If you live and breathe by that quote itself, you'll change, transform your life. If you don't want to transform your life, it'll still make you feel happier. I mean, there was a gentleman I worked from in England who, who wanted to do the program and I thought, there's no way I can fix this guy. Packing three, smoking three packets a day. Anyway, he went through the system and then he came out and in the app, because we get people to reframe their thinking, all he did Clive was at least 10 times today, wrote that in his app. And he just came out within weeks and months, a, a crying, transformed, stress-free, liberated 60-year-old, 57-year-old, 60-year-old gentleman who then fell in love with life again because he just let everything go. Everything is neutral out there until you give it meaning. That is a takeaway that I could advise everyone to take and change your life. And I'm going to be watching everybody who's uh, listening to this to check if you've done it. And if you haven't, I'll be saying, go and do it. <laughs> you can remind me sometimes because I forget, but it's a great comment. <laughs> Most importantly, Richard, how can our listeners connect with you to start their own business conversation? We can download the Quality Mind app today. It's on Google, Google and uh, App Store. It's, uh, it's available. It's free, usually free meditations. Uh, you can contact us through that or qualitymindglobal.com, which is on the website, or find me on LinkedIn, Richard Maloney. Happy to connect. And it's qualitymindglobal, that's just one word, .com. And the app again, what's the name of the app? 
It's Quality Mind Global. It's the app. It's on live now. It's been live for 12 months, so that's getting gaining any more traction all the time. Five stars reviews, so we're very proud of that. So feel free to grab it. It's free of charge. Well done and a great offer for everybody listening. Richard, this has been great. We could talk not just all day. We could talk for a month on this and uh, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't run out of uh, interest. So I agree. With thank you, you so much for being here. Absolute pleasure, Clive. Well done. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favourite podcast app and you can find more business resources at cliveenever.com.au.